Sunny and 22 for Hobart today. Tomorrow, 21 and a shower too. Sunny and 19 for Launceston today and a shower too tomorrow, 18. And don't miss the run home with Andy and Gazy this afternoon from 3 on SEN Tassie. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Three minutes past seven. Good morning. Welcome to SEN Tassie Breakfast for this Monday after AFL Grand Final Weekend. Congratulations to Collingwood Premiers for 2023. As I welcome in the former test skipper of Australia, Tim Payne. Good morning, morning, Timothy. BC. How about that? What a grand final. It was a fantastic grand final. Fantastic. Where does it rank for you? Oh, it's hard to rank them. I don't like sitting there saying this one's better than that and that one's better than that. It was a great grand final. It was entertaining. That's what you want. The two best teams going at it. Um, I must admit, though, after having Fags on the show, as much as I loved watching the grand final, for about five minutes after, I I actually felt a little bit sick for him because you understand the work and the effort and how much time goes into a football season or any season of sport at the highest level and how much it means to people. Um, And to be that close and see the complete difference in reaction from Collingwood four points in front and winning a premiership to the absolute devastation of um, the Brisbane Lions. But that's that's high-end, top-end top sport, and that's why we love watching it. Definitely. We'd love to hear from you this morning. Where were you watching the grand final? What did you think of it? What were the big moments? Uh, Texas, 0437 552 We'd love to hear from the Pies fans this morning. Hamish is here in his premiership cap and his premiership T-shirt. Last time I saw him was Saturday Night Swans. Did you see that big... Collingwood van. He was at the top of that, going around the streets. I saw a photo from his seats. I didn't even know if he was in Melbourne. It looked like he was sitting on the moon. <laughs> at least he was in the ground. He, he was, was in, in the there. ground. He was in there, was he? I wasn't sure. <laughs> it's better than me on the outside, Tim. Uh, definitely. Uh, we, we start with a preamble. You mentioned Chris Fagan there, and we had him on Friday, which was a magnificent get by you. Then you went up to Launceston for your cashy at the South Launceston Footy Club Grand Final Lunch. And I had to read in the Mercury the following day about your relationship with Chris Fagan and how you've sort of, he's been a bit of a mentor in the coaching space for you. Why are we oh, reading he's... this in the paper and not hearing it from you on SEN Tassie Breakfast? Oh, I don't think it was a, um, I've known Fags for, for a while. And yeah, I was lucky enough to spend a bit of time at Brisbane a couple of years ago now. I do remember that. Um, yeah, and I touch base with him occasionally on phone call or text and, um, yeah, obviously he's a, he's a wise man who's, who's been through the industry from, from top to bottom. So he's, um, well, bottom to top actually. Um, yeah. So anytime I get a chance to have a call with him and, and talk about stuff is a bonus for me. We'll break down the grand final in the second segment, but this is the preamble of course, but you aren't happy with the grand final entertainment from the weekend. You said you want to put this on the, yes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, what are we (laughs) going to talk about, Bruno? You said, oh, this and that. And I said, what about the grand final entertainment? Because you were there, Hamish was there, I wanted to get your take on it. Has has it it been? I won't repeat what you said, but you weren't happy with it. Has it been universally liked, do you think? Yeah, I think it has. Okay. Don't you? That's the feedback of... Well, I, I must admit, I didn't love it. Why? Look, Kiss, amazing band. 100 million plus records sold. But how old are they? 70s, aren't they? Okay. <laughs> 75. And I don't, you know, musically, they were pretty good from what I understand. Didn't seem like they missed a beat or anything like that. But it just, to me, it looked like what it was. 
75-year-old men. Mm-hmm. So, and, I, and again, I sit back and I think, if I'm 12 or 13, what am I thinking here? <laughs> what are we doing to engage the kids with this pre-game? That's a fair point. I, I don't get it. I'm one of the all-time greatest bands, undoubtedly, but it's, it's 2023. I don't know. You were there live. Tell me. What yeah, was it? it must have been amazing. And they did. They performed brilliantly and mm. particularly for their age. But it's like saying, we'll go and watch Collingwood and Brisbane and we'll, we'll get, I don't know. All the stuff. Peter surrounded. Moore out there instead of presenting the cup, you can play it full back and we'll <laughs> get Peter Dacos on the ground as well. well that Although was... he was for most of the game from what I saw. <laughs> <He> was... <laughs> we'll get to I, that. Thought, I was waiting for him to go and get his medal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, what all, was it like? Tell me I, why. I thought it was great, but it was surrounded by fireworks and yeah. colourful smoke. And maybe you take all so that, that away. Part of it? Definitely. Absolutely. So maybe if you take all that away, maybe it isn't as good. I'm not sure. I'll tell you what it wasn't as good at, good as, and that was Robbie Williams last year. He was yep. outstanding. Yeah, with different energy. Yeah, definitely. And, and I thought, if I'm totally honest, even Robbie, as good as he was last year, was not Robbie Williams of early 2000. Oh, come on, Tim. That was outstanding. It was outstanding, year. but he was phenomenal back in the day. And he wasn't – it's just math. He's, he wasn't at his absolute – he's not in his prime, neither mm. were Kiss. I'd like to see a bit more. Who would you have? I, I don't oh, know. No, sorry, I'm not Ed, a, Ed Sheeran. I'm not, a mu- I'm not a massive music person. I know the rock and roll type of people, from what I could see on social media, said that Kiss were amazing. They nailed it. But for me, it, it didn't. Fair enough. Um, Everyone's I, entitled to their opinion, Tim. That's yeah. what's good about this world. We all and it was, wasn't the, the act itself or the music, because it sounded great. For me, it was just maybe the wrong choice at the wrong time. Maybe maybe the wrong time for them. If you're targeting kids, then who are you getting? Well, I don't know. I think there's got to be something a bit more current in there, doesn't there? Like who though? Well, I don't know. I'm not like I said. I'm not a music person, but I'm just saying. For me, it, I thought it was good. I don't think it was amazing. Text in here off the open line. Huge news out of Royal Hobart Golf Club. The scramble event is under investigation after TP took the chocolates. <laughs> Claims have been made. Maybe he has fudged his handicap for this event. That's a good text in there for an anonymous texter. <laughs> well, we'll put that number three. But, yeah, we did get up. We got the chocolates. So, so what, what, what is it? What's, what's this you're playing? Oh, it's just a scramble thing. So it's a, it's a nationwide competition and... So every a lot of clubs around the country will play a local one at their club. So if you've got to be a member of the club to play that one. You win that one, you go to the state one, which is in Devonport on Friday, which we have to talk about, Hamish, because obviously I might be in Devonport. <laughs> so you play the state final in Devonport, you win that, you go to the national final, which I believe is at Sanctuary Cove, which is a six-day event, four rounds of golf. Um, yeah, so we enter it every year. We won it last year and we, we've won it again this year. Well done. Congratulations. We, can't, we haven't progressed to the national final yet, so this, that'll be the true test. And um, Our best player, actually, is a, an avid listener of the show, Jason Britton. used to play footy for mm-hmm. New Norfolk and Glenorchy, fairly averagely, I must say, for <laughs> this little back pocket left footer. But he can play golf, and he did put us on his shoulders <laughs> and carried us through. So I said I'd give him a shout-out for one of the all-time great performances, but we're going to need him on Friday to lift his game. There you go. Uh, hey, how about the Tassie bump, SEN Tassie Brecky bump? Uh, good work for Brendan Bolton. Obviously not as good for, for Chris Fagan, but that's a thing, the SEN Tassie breakfast bump. We need to talk about that a bit more. Well, I don't know about this week because we had them on both sides, so you can't. Can't take it? No. Nah. 
You yeah. can't have your cake and eat it. Hey, speaking of grand finals, how about the NRL grand final last night as well? Penrith were down and out. I think and it was the biggest comeback. The biggest comeback in NRL grand final history. Three, Pete. And speaking of putting people on your shoulders, Cleary, Nathan Cleary, outstanding again. Clive Churchill medalist. They're just a phenomenal beast, Penrith. What about the father-son combination? Coach and Amazing, best player. And, well, that wouldn't have happened too often, I wouldn't have thought. No. no. Like Peter Dacos, oh no, he wasn't coaching, was he? No, he was just <laughs> he's just there being um, a dad. <laughs> Maybe he's gave me death stare. <laughs> Is that out of order, Hammer? Did, I, I don't know. We, we could talk about that in the preamble. I just thought Peter was just involving himself a little bit too much for my liking. Oh. Just a little bit. I know he's a club legend. Yeah, be it's careful, about boys. Be about careful. the boys. I'll don't tell you who to... we didn't see a lot of, and I thought we would, Eddie Maguire. Must have just Why? thought, I don't know, he's just been Mr. Collingwood forever. Well, he still is. He doesn't have to put himself front and centre on yeah, the TV. Yeah, I, I just thought, I thought he would be that. Nathan Buckley's had a hell of a lot to do with Collingwood 100%. too, but you didn't see him on no, TV every three seconds. Eddie being who Eddie is, I thought he would have been front and centre. But I don't think I saw a shot of him all weekend. Probably by design. Yep. Because it wasn't about him, was no, it? No, that's right. It's about right. the club, it's yep. about the players, about the staff. We've got a new involved. president now, so that's fair. Uh, 0437552535, let us know where you watched the grand final, what you thought of it, uh, where does it rank? Tim doesn't like to do rankings, but uh, I'd love to know where you think it ranks. As well, they're all good depending on who you support, aren't they? Yeah, but if you're a neutral, that was a fantastic game for neutral supporters, wasn't it? A footy. Yep. But how do you rate it better than. Sydney and West Coast. It was a point. Yeah, no, it's a, then, that's 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 a thing. That's why I'm asking people. Why? Why do you rate that one better, or why do you rate O five O six better, or twenty ten, or some of the other close ones we've had? Let us know. O four three seven double five two five three five. What about Craig McRae as well? Had a baby daughter in the morning day. and wins a flag. Big day. Got me thinking too. What's the best day of your life? Let us know that as well. And you can call us as well this morning, 1300 42 1533. We'd love to speak to you on the show. But what has been the best day of your life? How do you top winning a flag and having a baby daughter on the same day? Quite remarkable, Tim. Mm. Big day. I, I did like his comment though before the game started. He said it's already the best day of my life. I'm sure what his other daughters thought of that. <laughs> what did you think? Did you not pick up on that? Oh, look, they didn't, he didn't win a flag those days, did he? Well, I don't think he had at this stage either. Uh, let's have a look here on the text. It looks like Jason Britton might have texted in here, Tim. There you go, see? It says, bacon pocket, give me a spell. My shoulder's nearly buckled Saturday, JB3. That'd be back pocket, yes. not bacon. Not bacon. Thanks, Britto. <laughs> <laughs> back to bed, mate. Uh, now, some social talk back from the weekend. I like this one. I'm guessing this is after the Ben Stokes comments, Hammer. Yes, it was. What whining Aussie plonkers. Sour grapes. It's utterly mental how yous are still going on about it. I genuinely didn't realise how whingy the Aussies were. How's the Rugby World Cup going? That's from a TikTok commenter. Well, well the Rugby World Cup's not going too bad. We're alive and kicking. Yeah, we're still um, still alive. And the and the whining Aussie plonkers, it was, again, it was that video with the great cricketer, wasn't it, where they were asked... A question about it. It's not like it's not like people are going out of their way to bring it up, getting asked because it's topical and people like the humour around what happened. It was the I stumping. Talking thing, about wasn't you. It? Not talking about you here. No, yeah. this is when we touched on the um, yeah, but the video. I know. I'm not bringing it up. <laughs> I think they're talking about you, Tim. Oh, are they? Yes. <laughs> what what whining Aussie plonkers? Yeah. Aren't Sour grapes. About, was the, it was a video of the Aussie cricketers. Yes. But they're talking about the way you reacted to it, I believe. Well, I'm pretty sure having experience in me copping stick, when I cop <laughs> stick, they will use my name. They won't say Aussie plonkers. 
because that plonkers suggests more than one that they're talking to. They're not just directing that at me. So unless it's you and Hamish as well. Anyway. One other comment here on our Chris Fagan video is that Tim Payne. That's from Jacob on TikTok. It was. I know he's he's starting to get the hair back to normal now. There's that you reckon of, that's what it is? That rinse is almost out of there, which is good to see. He's it back is. to normal, though, man. I'll tell you what wasn't good to see, Brent. What, Just Tim? before we do shoot off. <laughs> I walked out to my car on Friday and had this on my windscreen. That's a parking ticket. It for is. Those, this is radio, so you can't see it. It's not TV, Tim. Yep. So I don't know what Hamish gets paid. But uh, I would suggest this month it would be less forty-eight dollars and seventy-five cents. Why would that be Hamish's because problem when you want to ride the gauntlet every Monday and producer. Friday? He's the producer. He's the producer. Hamish and, and I pay for role. our parking. It's very easy with Where? the new app on the app. Very simple, Tim. Well, he needs to put the reminder back in the run sheet. It's, it's in there. It's in there. Well, well, I need to read the run sheet. You know what? New and I would be nice. A computer that actually works. <laughs> Uh, we'd love to hear from you on the show this morning. 0437 552 is our text line. Call us as well, 1300 Let us know what you thought of the grand final and where you were watching and all about the day itself. Yes, Tim? One more question I want to ask our listeners because I know we've got, up, yes. we've got a lot of people that will know this question. I want to know how the Masters footy selection <laughs> policy works because obviously our own David Lithgow was there on the way. I watched a bit of it yesterday. Uh, in the afternoon, I saw him run out. Now, he's run out onto the ground, Flash, and he's a, he will tell you he's a pretty good footballer back <laughs> in his day. And I can tell you, I've got to find the footage, but they ran out of the race, and there was Flash coming out pretty much last, number 36 on his back, and I thought, there he is, beauty. And as they ran onto the ground, he went to take a bounce of the ball that he was holding, and it didn't come back up to him. <laughs> it's a terrible start today, but it made me think, how do you get picked in that? Are they making up the numbers and ringing people in, or is there people that are left at home because there's too many people go to training who can afford and who to picks go? it i don't know i'd like to know so text if us you in. know let us know 0437 552 we're off to our first break of the morning and coming back to unpack the afl grand final next year on sen tassie breakfast Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Good morning. Pumps it long down the line. Boy. Cox and McInerney. Cox brought it to ground. Hoskin Elliott's kick is smothered. Coleman head over the ball. And so ends one of history's great grand finals. Collingwood take the final step on the stairway to Premiership Heaven. Flies, pies, win the close one. Expertly called by Jared Waitley, the 2023 AFL Grand Final, which was won by Collingwood on Saturday afternoon. Four points, Tim. Flies, four, pies. I like that. Four points in a Grand Final. It's just heartbreaking if you're a Brisbane line, isn't it? Like From the mutual, though, how good was it? Oh, you love it going down to the wire as a mutual. Outstanding. Outstanding. And, Again, they talk about it's been spoken about a little bit in the last few days, but the the moments. How many little moments in a game that goes for two and a half hours mm-hmm. would you be sitting back through if you're Brisbane and just oh. picking, if only I did this, if only I did that? Well, I think Fags referred back to the two goals after the siren, quarter yeah. time and half time, and they're massive momentum um, energisers too, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, yeah, they went into both those breaks yep. with a bit of energy. With a bit of momentum and in a, in a big game like that, and a couple, and the two of them for me were, were probably two of the easiest goals that were scored all day. That and the one when Brisbane hit the front 
late after Charlie Cameron kicked the goal. Mm-hmm. And then centre bounce, bang it forward, gets the centre half forward, bit of congestion, handball outside, to go he kicks the goal. Like it looked it just felt like that the whole day. Though I know it was tight all day, except for that period in the second quarter when Brisbane got to sort of thirteen points up, I think. Apart from that, watching it, I just felt like Collingwood just always had their measure, even mm. though it was extremely close. In the in the crucial moments, they just looked a little bit cleaner. Uh, their their ball movement looked a bit better. And then even behind the ball, I thought at times they just looked a little bit more organised. Um, and in the end, it made the difference. And they've done it for, for the last two years. Any close game, yeah, they've just got it done, they just they? win, don't they? Yeah, exactly right. No, they're a very, very good team. There's no doubt about that. How about Bobby Hill? What a story. He was just electric, wasn't he? He was. It's a great word. How quick was he? When he was close, that, when he got um, Stasovic holding the ball in the last quarter. He's, he's he thought he had another two or three seconds of space and mm-hmm. then looked up and he was on him. And even just when he had the ball and he was dodging and weaving, creating space for himself, he was phenomenal. He well, was the difference. How do you feel about him saying, make me a bomber? After watching him. Well, we couldn't North. get him, could we? What happened there? The Giants didn't let him go. Right. So he ended up having to stay the extra year. And then he got to the pies. And then he got to the pies the following year. Yeah. Um, and we got uh, Tip and Woody. So, yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was he was unbelievable. And that second quarter, what about the goal kicking in that second quarter? It was just unbelievable. It really was. They just weren't missing. If, if that's a if if no one's watched a game of AFL footy before, you show them that game, don't you? Yeah. It had everything that you'd want a, a person that's never seen the game before to see. And the, and the big play, like what about? I look at Pendlebury, um, to Goey. And still side bottom and just think that that's how you win grand finals. That's how you win close games. Every time they they had to stand up, and Jeremy Howe was a bit the same. Mm-hmm. In that last quarter, they did three broken ribs for Jeremy Howe. Yeah, before that was, we get... at, that was at the eighteen. There was 18, 20 minutes to go yep. in the game when that happened. Mm. And then even still side bottom. Like how many times have you seen him do it when you when you need a star and a quality player to stand up? He gets that fifty meter penalty on the wing, gets a set shot, and the man on the marks at fifty. And he puts it straight through the middle, like huge pressure, yep. high skill, everything on the line to do that in you know the 25-minute mark of the fourth quarter of a grand final when it's nearly 30 degrees is extraordinary. And the other one I thought, I mean, it got, it's been talked of a little bit, but I remember watching it live when they the Brisbane did hit the front and they got that centre clearance quickly, Collingwood, and Dacos took that ball out of the air and flicked out that handball with his left hand to Dugowie who kicked the goal. Just the skill and awareness of what's around you. And then obviously to go his finish was, mm. was first class. But mm. there was probably only one guy on the ground at the time that was getting that ball to to Yep. And that was Dacos. Yep. He, oh, talking about stars. Now, Amy is supporting Tasmanian Doers. Visit com, And a couple of Tasmanian Doers, of course, were Jeremy Howe and Brody Mindcheck. Now, premiership players, Tim, after the heartbreak of 2018... They've got their premiership medallions around their neck. And yeah. Both terrific stories. Brilliant stories. Role. Both gone different ways. And and Jeremy Howe, I didn't realise until the other day, he's played 280-odd AFL games now. Like, he, a premiership player now, he's going to go down as one of the – he's in the top echelon of Tasmanian AFL footballers. Yep. Of all time. He, he's going to play 300-plus games and win at least one premiership. I don't think the pies are going anywhere soon. And then Brody Mychek's story for resilience and just never giving up and 
and getting the best out of yourself. That, that's right. That's yep. a true, that, that's a Northwest Coaster, if ever I've seen one. Brody Majek just keep plugging away, believed in himself, got his opportunities and took them, and now he's a, a premiership player. But um, Jeremy Howe as well, I think, to go through what he went through after round one, like that was a serious injury, horrible injury, and to come through that not just mentally but physically and get yourself to the space that he did in the grand final where he was pretty influential, particularly in the last quarter, um, it, that's a hell of an effort. I don't think people realise how bad an injury like that can set people back mentally more than for the physical things obvious, but the mental side of it to come back and be... You know, one of the stars, he was in the best players in the grand final, it was a huge effort as well. Mm. Now, talking about Peter Dacos being front and centre, I'll tell you who else was. Matty Wade. He has been for the last couple of weeks. I, I saw him in the prelim. I didn't see anything Good. grand final Scotty day. Scotty Wade was there. The whole whole Wade family there to support uh, Jez, which is fantastic, uh, to be fair. Uh, cousins, of course, Matty and, and uh, Jez. I think the whole Collingwood story has been a lot around that. Like you, every interview I've heard, they talk about the importance of their family and having their kids around and how they've turned the club into a bit of a bit of a country footy club, if you like. The kids are always running around during the week. Partners are there. Parents are there. Um, yeah, so they've done, they've done an amazing job to turn a, the biggest football club in the land into something of a, you know, where, where everyone feels comfortable, all their families, all their kids, parents. Um, and you could see it again yesterday. They've, they've done a brilliant job under Craig McRae. I certainly have now. Before we get to news, what about the advantage in the last? Oh. What was it? Thirty seconds of the game. Was it that bad? That it was just ago? a bad decision, Breno. There's, there's no other way around it. Mm. You can't expect a bloke who's under pressure to hear a whistle, or hear a play on call when there's a hundred thousand and forty-six people there screaming yep. at the top of their lungs. It just should have been brought back. Full stop. It was a bad decision. It doesn't guarantee there would have been a different result at the end of the day. But it is what it is. It was just a bad decision, unfortunately. It was. It was. Now, the, the other thing to come out of it very quickly, did you hear Craig McRae after the game? I love this stuff. When he was talking about Scott Pendlebury? No. So in the last that. three weeks of the season, Scott Pendlebury has set a PB in the gym three times. He didn't say what, what were, but he's done three PBs in the gym in the last three weeks at 35, I guess. Mm-hmm. 390 games into his AFL career, he's yeah. setting PBs. <laughs> he's a freak. So that, that tells me that Collingwood are going nowhere. If your best player is setting a standard and setting the bar that high, yep. what are the youngsters following? They are going to be incredibly hard to beat if your oldest no, player is doing that. The culture that they've built, because it only takes one guy to take the foot off the pedal and it can start to run through your team and to have you your best and most... No, he's probably not your best player, but he's your most recognised player. He's your most decorated player. And he's still hitting PBs in the gym the week of the grand final. is extraordinary. Text in here from Trevor from Tunnick. Thanks for your text. Trevor, kiss as good as they possibly could be for a bunch of 70-year-olds and a band that was relevant for a hot minute 30 years ago. They were a late call-up and it was decent considering fireworks and pageantry is what the kids love. We'll be interested in Tim's views on the Tina Turner impersonator the NRL had for theirs. Didn't Best... mind it. You <laughs> <laughs> get that one. No. Best granny ever due to the consistent high standard of play throughout individual moments, tension and pressure of a close finish will be hard to see a better game. Neither team deserved to lose. Thanks, Trevor, for your text yeah. from Tunnick this morning. Bit of recency bias there. I think every grand final isn't there. It's always the best we've seen. It was a great game, but a lot of grand finals have been fantastic. 
How to has only played 233 games. Does he get to 300, like you said? I thought he was like 280. 233, apparently, oh, according okay. to my my text then I've just got there. I think he... Probably not quite then. All right, we're going to get to news, sport and weather. You can get us, though, on the open line this morning, Texas, 0437 552 or call us, 1300 Here's the news. Yes, SEN Tassie Breakfast for a Monday morning, uh, the day after the weekend of the AFL Grand Final, 7 minutes 34. We are on the uh, line now is Maddie Reid from Taz Racing. And Tim, for, well, first of all, of course, Foster or Dr. Greyhound today, gaptaz.com.au. Now, we like to be open and honest with each other here and, um, you know, be telling each other what we're doing and try and keep things in check. And then we pick up the Examiner newspaper this morning and our man, Snap, has got his own column in there. He has. He's, he's gone from strength to strength. So he's, he's now on radio. Yep. He's on in the paper. I'm going to have to watch my back now for my TV role. I would have thought so. Quite extraordinary. Good morning to you, Snap. Uh, just a very, 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 very poor man's Brent Costello is what I'm trying <laughs> to be, Breno. Just, just doing well, my best to get racing out there. When Norman. do you, when to have the time to pen this down, Reedy? Have you uh, got a ghost rider or are you running with it yourself? <laughs> no, that, that, no that, that's me. Uh, no, a bit of the content that we do on the Taz Racing website also makes its way into the, the northern newspapers. So just doing our mm. best to get it out there and fill the void of, of Greg Mansfield, who did a great job covering racing for so many years up north. But Greg's retired now, so uh, big shoes to fill and I'm just trying to do a little bit here and there. Mate, if you like, we could just give you the three or four minutes and you could come on and read the column. <laughs> well, maybe, weekly readings, maybe. Weekly readings with Reedy. <laughs> well, we sort, we sort of get that anyway, Painting. <laughs> <laughs> now, mate, let's talk about the inevitable. Bear Robinson came on and tipped it on Friday. Uh, beaten but not disgraced. Uh, finished eighth in the Epsom. Just got a little bit too far back, do you think, to be a winning chance? Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a pretty watch, unfortunately, Breno. I watched the replay again last night. He sort of he, he settled in the back half as he does tend to do the inevitable, but he, he never really got clear racing room. He was buffeted for the majority of the race, and, and when he did get clear late, he was the best sort of sectional closer over the last two hundred metres. But the winners were often gone. He ended up finishing less than three lengths for the winner, but it may be a case of, of one that got away, but. I suspect off that run that they still persist and go to the, the $5 million King Charles in a couple of weeks' time, which was always their, their major grand final, and I don't think they'll change tact off this. So, unfortunately, maybe one that got away, but it's still a really good run from our little superstar. Do we put that on the jockey, Reedy? Is that is that a conversation that would be had post-race? Well, some will painty. Certainly the consensus I got, uh, my phone sort of lit up like a Christmas tree post-race suggesting that, uh, that the jockey wasn't brilliant. Look, Dave Perez knows the horse. He gave the, the horse an absolute peach when it finished third in the All-Star Mile. I think more the, the trouble painty is you've got a horse like the Inevitable that, that settles at the back and, and is asked to run past some really good horses. It's just so much more difficult as you get up in class. So yep. um, you, you need everything to go right. And if you're at the back of the pack, then uh, it, it's so much easier to find trouble than when you're in the front half. So easy to pop Perez, but uh, I, I might just play a straight bat to that one. Oh, well, you have potted him a little bit, mate. That's all right. Uh, now, back at home, De- Devonport Gallops yesterday. Three winners for Kelvin Sanderson. He's only come back to riding this year after having nearly eight years away. 
Yeah, the Iceman. He, he won a Group 3 back in 1992, did Kelvin. So he's been around a very long time. He was still involved around the industry, sort of mentoring uh, younger riders and doing a few other bits and pieces. But, yeah, he's, he's made his comeback. And on the eight-race card yesterday in Devonport, he, he rode three winners. So certainly the the highlight for him since he's made his return. And it's great to have Kelvin back. So that was the, the last of the Devonport little stretch of racing. We're back on the grass on Friday. I'll preview that one in a little bit more detail later in the week. But it's done a great job for us through um, sort of the winter and spring months Devonport. But uh, we'll be back on the grass. And I think we'll see really big fields for that meeting on Friday night. Nicely done, Snap. And Harness Racing, the $20,000 Show Cup in Lonnie last night. That was the feature race. A, a very good field. And Valici, is that how I've said it right? Uh, the winner, trained by Ben Yole and driven by his brother, Mark. Yeah, Mark Yole is our premiership leader at the moment. It was a really good race, uh, that Show Cup. And I think a lot of the combatants there will see heading to features in, in the coming weeks and months. Mark Yole, he's leading the state's premiership at the moment on 70 wins. It, it's sort of century watch there, Breno. Uh, you've got to go back to 2014-15 to find Gareth Rattray, uh, who had 100 wins in a season. Mark Yole's got 70, so the season's the calendar year. Uh, he needs another 30 in the best part of three months. It might be tough to do, but uh, uh, he's a really good driver, Mark Yole, connected with a, a lot of different stables around the state. So we'll keep an eye on that one over the next few months. But, yeah, a good win for Mark and his brother Ben there on what was another good night for the Yale stable with multiple winners. And a, a quick shout-out to Hannah Van Dongen there too, who had her 100th driving win, Hannah dabbles it across multiple codes. She actually rides track work and does a lot of different things for Barry Campbell in the thoroughbreds, but in the harness, she's a driver as well and notched up her 100th career winner last night. Very nice. Well, it's no secret. Greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. Gaptaz.com.au. Grab your mates and get along. Lonnie Knight Racing is back. Knight.tazracing.com.au. And imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Matty, Snap, Reid, uh, we better let you go. Probably got another column to write, no Esteemed doubt. columnist. Esteemed columnist. Sorry, we'll change that. Matthew Reid. No Friday. nicknames anymore. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk to you Friday, Snap. Have a good week. Thanks, fellas. Look forward to it. Uh, a couple of texts in here on the open line. Brent, apparently Tim was seen walking around the South Launceston function on Friday with a hat out trying to make a few <laughs> dollars. Good one. I like that. Good one. Uh, I think JB3 is over-exaggerating his contribution to the team. Back-to-back Eagles with no input. Fair call. Expecting better on Friday. Thank you, Joffrey. And hi, Brent. You better brush up on your politics again this week. Recent events with Elise Archer leaving the Liberal Party could have big ramifications for our team and the stadium. Thank you, David of Launceston. That's exactly right. It will do. It it's will. plenty going it's on. It's massive. But before we do go to a break, I just want to make sure you're okay. Oh, here we go. Because, What's this about? Well, it's the first time ever that your text machine bit hasn't been working. <laughs> I have to put up with this and the laptop not working every show. And I, you should see the eyes that Hammer's getting here. There's a bit of huffing and puffing going on in the background. I just want you to compose yourself over this next break, take a breath, and come back with a smile on your face. <laughs> That's uh, after this. We're going to talk about the Jackies and their opening loss, unfortunately, against the Perth Wildcats on Friday night. They put in a very nice display, though. That's next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast for a Monday morning. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Good morning. 
Yeah, make sure you get to us this morning uh, on the open line. We'd love to hear from you. Text us 0437 552 535. And if the person texting in with the last three numbers of 765 can continue to do so, it's really upsetting our <laughs> man because he doesn't know who it is. And it's very, very humorous. So if you can keep that coming in, we really appreciate it. I'm just glad it. that you're smiling again, BC. <laughs> <laughs> you give me Very a... me. He's thumping the desk. Give... He's kicking chairs. <laughs> That's not true. Oh, dear. Anyway. Well, as, right on cue, though, the text machine's gone down again. There, so you go. there you go. But what did I tell you in the break? We, we move on, Tim. What did I tell you we in the break? We can control what we can control. Exactly right. Now, I'll tell you what's exciting. The Jack Jumpers will have their first home match of the season this Friday night. My State Bank Arena cannot wait it's for it. It's the Kings it's too, Breno. the Kings. We'd yes. love to get one over them early. They started well too, the Kings against the Hawks. And when I say we, I mean us at SEN Breakfast. Oh, absolutely. We'll start firing shots Sydney's <laughs> way if we can get off to a good start against them. 100%. 100%. We might get try for Andrew Bogut again. Didn't want to talk to us last time, but maybe we could ask mm. again. Now, did you watch the game Friday night, Tim? Breno, I did not watch the game Friday yeah. night, and oh. I'll tell you why. Why? Because I was asleep at 9.30. Oh, come on. On a Friday night, you were asleep at 9.30? Yes, That's I was. It's sad. Big week. I was up at 4.30. That's right. You had a big day Friday. It's a long day. Drove up, drove Counting back. cash when you got home. Got home. I was excited. <laughs> Kids were in bed. Bonnie was out for dinner. I thought, perfect. I'm Sit going down, to bed. watch the Jack Jumpers. <laughs> logged onto my KO at about 7. Looked at the thing. 9.30 p.m. <laughs> well, no, thank you. So I was off to bed. But Wow. I'd like to see the NBL work on that. Let's bring the let's bring the Perth games forward. Well, you have them double headers then. But that, that, think, hang on, think about that. It's five thirty Perth time. Yeah, it's a bit early, don't you think? I'm saying let's Perth? go an hour and a half earlier. Still, that's six o'clock, Perth time. Perfect. You think? Yeah. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, not sure. Not sure. I quite like the light games, to be honest. I don't mind it because you can watch two in a row. Good. Anyway, we we uh, we need to talk about the game. We'll get, we'll get Steve O back on the show and ask him about the. <laughs> now, I thought they did really well. The Jackies they started out really well, really hot, and uh, and got out what, to what, a really What did you lead. like about it? Because I, I've read some comments saying the hundred points against. Yeah, that's is, is un Jack Jumpers like. And, and what I want to ask you there is: is this something we're going to see that's a bit different? Because now we have more offensive weapons, if you like. Are we going to play a more offensive game? The def- I, I, I wouldn't have thought that's something that they'd want. We'll play. I think we'll be we'll be better offensively as a team, undoubtedly. But no, I think defense will be key for us still, and I think that's just the Jack Jumpers mantra. So I don't think we'll be. They'll be. It is. They'll be disappointed with that. I reckon. That's yeah, what they build themselves on, isn't it? So yeah. I didn't listen to any of Scotty Roth post. Game? Did he touch on that? Was that spoken about? I, I didn't hear that part of it. I heard the bit though where he got he got quite upset with one of the questions about Jordan Crawford because one of the the journos there asked about his efficiency because uh, I'm just looking at the stats now. He got 13 points, but um, probably didn't shoot as as well as he'd like. And Scott was asked a question about that, and he just backed his player in. I mean, this is after one, does, it's after one game, yeah. So I'm not sure where where the question question come from. His field goal percentage was 35. He's uh, actually, sorry, uh, 44 by the look of it. And his three-point percentage was 20. Um, so, look, he's up. It's one game. We'll give the yep. guy a chance. He's going to be an absolute jet. The Hammers us. just put in here that it, it was 100 points. They only did that once all of last season, 100 okay. points against mm-hmm. the Jack Jumpers. So not, not the greatest start defensively. No. 
But you're happy with what you saw uh, otherwise. And yeah. we know going to Perth is going to be a tough Absolutely. win for anyone. Absolutely. A tough way to start then, as you say, the Kings. And then we've got Melbourne United on Sunday as well. So three massive games to start the season. Where's Sunday's game? In Melbourne. So the Jackies, this might be a little segue. The, the Jackies are the du- one of the double teams next week, Breno, just if you're they picking are. a super coach team. Yes, they are. So... Which brings us to our results for this week. Round one of Supercoach. I know I've had a, a terrible time of it. So House of Pain. Let me have a look. I'm just loading it up. You don't need to. It's right here. Oh, really? Score, 231. Group rank, 200. How many is it out of? How much? 230. Look at 230. So 200 out of 230. Overall ranking, Tim, of 15,713. Yep. I reckon I'll be next. Uh, Island State Stars. Score, 291. Yeah, my bench let me down. Half the team. I didn't realise DJ Oh, Hogue. look at him. See, no, I already had, blaming people. I started DJ Hogue, and I didn't know he was out. That was sloppy coaching from me. Uh, group rank of 153 from me. Overall ranking of 10,308. And the Hammer Throwers, 435 Hammer. <laughs> group rank four. Not bad, Hammer. Overall rank 105. Overall what? Overall, Did I hear that correctly? Overall rank. Thank, <laughs> right. you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. 105 hammer. Goodness me, that is a hot start. But congratulations to Alabama Slammers, who finished first in our group with after round one with 445 points. That's 10 more than you, Hammer. And they also rank 15th overall in NBL Supercoach. Mm, good Ooh, start. That's the Alabama Slammers. Old Kev. All right, well, we've got some it's work gotta to do. It's got to be said, though. I don't know if you blokes have been around. I've been around Supercoach for a little while, and there's an old saying in NBL Supercoach, Bruno, you don't win premierships in October. You don't? No. But so, Hammer, you can be our the league is, team of all Our time. league is points-based, though. Exactly. So you need to have a good start. No. It's it's You want to be good throughout the year, but you want to be peaking uh, back end when there's more I'm changes, flat. there's injuries. I'm flat. I'm not at all concerned with, with the House of Pain. Text we're, in, we're peaking. Text in here from our, our regular listener, Kicker Collins. What's your first impressions of Crawford, Brent? Well, we've seen uh, a lot of him during the preseason. He's going to be an absolute star, Kicker. Don't worry about that. Uh, probably didn't have the night that he wanted to the other night, but he uh, he still had 13 points and, and will be an absolute gun for the Jack Jumpers, mate. No mistake about that. Can, uh, we, can we also touch on, obviously, Hamish has had a hell of a start, but I did say on Friday on air when we were trying to run a professional program here and we had no sound you thought I was joking when I said mate he's sitting in the corner doing his super coach team and, and none of the what? microphones were working was. poor old Reedy our esteemed columnist <laughs> from, from the examiners trying to talk live on air and we didn't have the mic on <laughs> exactly the studio was basically shut oh, down but hey goodness mate it's all good because he got 430 <laughs> points in round one of NBL super coach so well oh. done Hammer we're oh. all crack the top 100 though could you Hit us up this morning on the text 0437 552 We'd love your thoughts on the AFL Grand Final from the weekend. Uh, Collingwood supporters, was it the best day of your life? Is it the best Grand Final you've seen? We'd love to hear from you. You can call us as well, 1300 We're off to our final break of the hour. Back to wrap it up next before we go to Eddie Ockerton. And two, if you've got a question for Eddie Ockerton or Brody Holland, who will join us in the second hour, Texas as well, 0437 555. You listen to SEN Tassie Breakfast. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Good morning.
Well, one minute away from 8 o'clock, we've got a sports update now thanks to the deck party at the Launceston International Bowls Classic. Collingwood secured its 16th premiership on Saturday in an incredible grand final against Brisbane. Penrith completed the three-peat after an all-time comeback performance led by Nathan Cleary last night. But, Timmy, what the listeners really want to know is how you went on the golf course over the weekend. We touched on it earlier in the show. I don't think they do want to no, know. They don't. Do no, they don't at all, actually. They don't. But no, we did win, so thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> the Launceston <laughs> International Bowls Classic Deck Party, Saturday the 7th of October. That's this Saturday. Tickets at tasmaniatickets.com.au. Uh, no, I won't be, unfortunately. I'll have commitments here. But have you? Yeah. Well, oh, do you? I don't. More emceeing? Or... No, actually. No, just family stuff, Tim. Because, I mean, take this the right way, but lawn bowls strikes me as your kind of sport. Absolutely. You'd be barefoot bowls. That sort of build about you, I reckon. Definitely. You play barefoot bowls? You'd have done that over the journey. I have once. Yeah. I was in Malulaba, actually, with the Tigers. Okay. We went there once as a yeah. bit of a team bonding it's a good game. Exercise. Yeah, got a little bit out of hand, I think. So well, barefoot bowls and beers, I believe it was. <laughs> We're pretty excited here. The great man Eddie Ockerton has just rolled into the studio. If you've got a question for Ed, text us in 0437 552 We're off to news, sport and weather and back with Eddie next. Here on SEN Tassie Breakfast this Monday morning. And agents to buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Yes, two minutes past eight o'clock, and we are joined by a superstar here in the Salamanca studios at SEN. My favourite, my favourite ever Australian oh, captain. Been, he's been waiting all week for that. <laughs> I have. I that's, have. His, that's his biggest moment of the week. Eddie Ockerton, how are you, Ed? Nice yes, to see you, my good. friend. Thank you very much, Brent. How's things? Uh, you're back home, and I know you love getting back home when you can, but uh, either the hockey one season, but uh, before we get to your injury, which is unfortunate, uh, tell us about how much you love getting back to Tassie when you can. Yeah, I mean, it is good. I'm mean, loving being here. Um, good couple of weeks this stint, so it's uh, it's been a while since I've been able to spend some time, so like you said, any any chance I get, I'll be here, and it's um, it's been fantastic. Actually, I've got my family here um, for the first time, probably, you know, for couple of my kids but for the first time for two or three years we've been able to come back so it's been fantastic in in uh having them here as well and unfortunately you're going to miss we've touched on the first game you've got a, an injury what, what's going on there how long are you looking like you'll be out for yeah hopefully only another couple of weeks I, at some point in the last couple of months i've fallen on my my knee or something like that as a little bone bruise uh it sound it doesn't sound that tough does it does it <laughs> I'm you, can't, you can't remember how it happened you have no, no i remember it being sore at, at a couple of points and uh, you know like uh, they treat it like a little bit of a break so like a bone break more so probably six weeks total from when it happened but since we don't know when that was it's it's uh it's probably only another couple of weeks hopefully how flat are you about that i know you love representing tassie too when you can so it must be disappointing with hockey one starting friday night that you won't be out there yeah it's a huge start to the our hockey one season and just being here with our whole teams here and, and having a training camp and getting together it's it's been awesome to see the guys on the field coming together for our first game so yeah i'm a bit flat to miss i love playing um down the hockey center here in tassie and in, in hobart and um, it'll be. I haven't missed too many games, so sometimes I have to sit back and think like I've been really lucky. So um, yeah, I'm flat to miss it, but it, it's exciting for the other guys. And I'm actually doing a bit of coaching. I'm in the assistant coach list, so it's uh, it's another challenge for me to to sit in the stands this week and coach the guys, and also during the game. And outside of you, how are we looking? Is everyone fit? Um, and and how would you rate our chances of of going all the way in the hockey one? Oh, I think we have an incredibly strong team. We've 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 been able to produce talent out of 
Tassie hockey uh, like incredibly over my career and this 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 season this team um, the young guys coming through the under 18s state team we've got not many of them in but they completely smashed the nationals and won the won the championship this year which is unreal to see and a couple of guys in the junior world cup um, team that'll that'll play soon so that's the under 21 level and uh, we've got a guy from New South Wales Aaron Hazel who just you know wanted to come down here and play for us which is a bit different in the hockey world um, having someone sort of transfer over and it's uh, it's awesome to have him he's, he's sort of like a development squad pushing national squad selection so to have him bolster our squads incredible and you touched on our squad so it's very similar to cricket hockey isn't it like in Tasmania in particular you don't get the opportunity to get the whole group together a lot a lot of our Best players are living off interstate. Um, is it, how, how's that? It's a massive challenge for Tassie to get the team together and play well, I suppose, straight off the bat. Yeah, I think that is our biggest challenge. We've got guys not only in the national squad that, that live and train full-time in Perth, but guys have moved um, either to Perth or to Melbourne or to Sydney for study, and they obviously still want to play for Tassie. They don't want to... They don't want to change teams and play for someone else. So for us to have this week training camp is crucial. Um, we've all committed to come back and... Uh, get a, get a good solid week and, and get some tactics and and that that will make a difference. A lot of the times, especially in hockey, we sort of fly in the night before the first game, and we haven't had that opportunity to train. We're like, oh, you know, what are we up to? What are we going to do tomorrow? So to have this week here with the full team is is going to be fantastic for us. We've got a really strong team. Hockey star Eddie Ockenden is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning. What about the hockey one comp, Ed? I've obviously had a couple of delayed starts due to, to COVID, but do you feel like this is going to have some serious momentum behind it this season? I think so, yeah. I mean, we're always very well supported by the hockey community. Any chance that um, hockey players or hockey fans can can watch it, they'll stream it, they'll do anything to access the, the hockey content. I know sports like hockey, they're always trying to push out into the bigger market, but in my opinion, you look after your community members first and, and we have a whole lot of members in Australia. So if they can access the games, I think it'll grow from there. Being on Channel 7, streaming on Channel 7, that's, that's, a, that's a huge bonus for us and that's a massive win for the league. And hopefully that does well and I think it really will. From a Tassie perspective, why do you think it is that we continually produce high-level hockey players. I mean, our senior team in particular, but you just touched on the under-18s. We had, I think, Oscar Pritchard on the show right back at the start, didn't we, for after they won the under-18s. So we've got a, a history of, cre- of creating good hockey players. What, what is that? And how do we do it? I'm not sure. I know um, it's a very community-based. <laughs> well, it's, we're built different down here, so we've got a head start to, start, you know, to begin with. But I think the access to the facilities, I know um, it's it's really good here and I think um, it's a very community-based sport so a lot of families continue to, to play hockey like the, your parents will play, your kids will play and, and you just sort of grow up in the environment around the hockey centre and whilst the numbers aren't there, I think um, the, the the people that are, that are continuing to come back to the hockey and the community that are there, we sort of continue to, to sort of play down the generations, I guess. It's yeah. a real community and family-based sport. I think we're very lucky as well to have guys like Ed come back because our, our junior hockey players get to see literally the best in the world and, and there's other players in Tasmania that are, that are similar. So I think it's something, if you look back to cricket with Ricky Ponting, we didn't see him that much. I think having someone like Ed yep. in our state, the kids get to see him train, see him prepare, albeit you know only for a month or so a year, but makes a huge impact. Well, just on that, Ed, you were here a couple of weeks ago for to see your Northwest Grads Bulldogs win the, the flag, which must have been exciting. And I did ask you, a sneaky chance to play? Because you, you you don't have to qualify or anything, do you? You could have just walked into that team if you oh, wanted to. How well would that go down <laughs> with the opposition? 
uh, you know, like, it's always the argument. They, they'll be saying, you know, oh, it's good for hockey. <laughs> like, they'll be spewing, but they'd run that line. Um, I would have loved to have played, obviously, a little nigger, and I did feel a bit bad about just coming in for one game. Yeah. Um, I was very happy they got over the line because I didn't feel too bad about missing it. But it was I was very impressed with the level of the hockey in the grand final. I haven't seen too much club hockey, but I thought it was, I thought it was a fantastic. The level was great. Yeah. Uh, now the Olympics coming up, middle of next year. Yep. The one thing on your resume is missing is an Olympic gold medal. That must be driving you insane and driving <laughs> you to prepare at, a, at, at an all-time high level for this Olympics coming up in Paris. Yeah, it's a really funny one. Obviously, we want to win like every time we go to a tournament in the Olympics. You you want to win it probably even more if if that's possible. So. To be in the position that we've been in going into every Olympics, we've always had a strong team. We've always given ourselves a huge chance. Haven't been able to either perform on one of the finals days or, you know, in Tokyo we we probably did perform well and we just couldn't get over the line. So it is a hard one. I think it's hard for me to say, but if I had already won a gold medal, I don't think that I would be any less desperate to go and win another one yeah. or, for example, I, I don't think so. Maybe that's wrong because I haven't done it, but... I feel like the drive with the team um, and the squad and the guys involved, they go to an Olympics, you want to you want to win the gold medal. The teams are so different every four years. It's not like a footy season where you roll over the same list. They're so different every four years. So the, the drive and the hunger should always be there for us to win. But it is, yeah, it's been something they haven't been able to, to win. Um, and, you know, we're trying to do our best to, to, to put our team together and put ourselves in a good position to go in good form and perform well. What's it look like for you beyond Paris? Ed, obviously, you haven't had too many injuries across your career. You've got one now, as as we know. But do you feel like you can go beyond Paris, or do you feel like that's the perfect way to go out potentially with a gold medal, hopefully around your neck? Yeah, I haven't really thought about it too much. I think like I'm not. I never want to be in the position where I'm sort of dragging myself to a tournament and I, I can only just make it and I can, um, you know, not perform to my best. So if I'm not playing well, if I'm not quick, I always look at myself as my speed if I if my speed's not there I think you know that's that's going to be tough to play hockey so um, I'm feeling fit I'm still fast so I don't put a limit on it it's obviously you know you have to be realistic at some point I'll be 37 next year I'm 36 now obviously so you know realistically it's not you're not going to do it for, for that much longer but I don't I really don't know like if I'm enjoying it or if I'm playing well and I get to next year I, you know no I'm not saying no, I never know. Like, you know, if I like it, I like it. <laughs> Keep going, mate. Keep going now. <laughs> yeah. What was the bigger thrill in the last few weeks, either winning the Tasmanian Sports Personality of the Year at the Bill Sorrell Lunch or the fact that Brent Costello gave it to you or announced it live announced on stage? It. I didn't get the Premier handed it I thought, over. well, really? You took <laughs> yeah. a back seat to the Premier. <laughs> he tried I to hold on to it. First, he didn't want to give it over to the Premier. <laughs> oh, that was, that, yeah, I think having Brent there... You know, another MC job, as you've been saying. Oh, mate. <laughs> they, I've heard on the rumour that they might have renamed the lunch at some point. The Brent Costello lunch. I wouldn't lunch. have thought so, Tim. Wouldn't have thought. Now, a couple of texts in here, Ed, that uh, people have asked here. Uh, now, ask Eddie about his outstanding under-15 career with the Newtown Cricket Club. That's from David. So can, you, can you remember back to those days? Yeah, I do remember. Great club down there. I love my cricket. Um, yeah, I did all right, I think. Hopefully you mentioned that at the end. <laughs> you didn't? Were you a batter, bowl? Oh, you know, when you're 15, you try and do everything. Mm -hmm. I liked keeping, and then I took the gloves off and had a bowl, and then <laughs> tried to open the batting. But I love my cricket. Great club at Newtown. Great, great memories there, for sure. Another one here. 
hey, had any chance you play beyond Paris? I reckon you can get another Com Games in. Well, you just answered that for us, which was great. What about our team for Paris, though, from a Tasmanian perspective? Obviously, Josh Belt's going super well at the moment. We've got Jack Welch. Uh, is he likely to be there? We've got um, Hayden's brother as well, who's also in the mix. So how many do you think, from a Tassie perspective, we'll have there in, in Paris? Yeah, that's a good question. I think... Um Giving ourselves like that three or four guys in the squad consistently over my career has been amazing. So, um, you know, oftentimes we've had two, three Tasmanians in Olympic t- team of 16, which I think is pretty incredible. So, yeah, Josh and Jack, they're pushing really hard. Me and myself as well, of course. Um, we'll be doing our best. And Hayden, uh, yeah, Josh's brother, he's he's really pushing towards the squad. He's, he's not in it, but he's played a lot this year from outside the squad, and I think he's giving himself every chance. He's been incredible. So, So those four, I think. Yeah, do you really use any of your pull to <laughs> push him? Push him? Had, are you, are, him, are you yeah. asked as a senior player? Do you have influence on selection at all? No, I don't really. Don't really no, like you know, every now and then, like in a tiny opinion, maybe. But I don't tend to to want to do too much of that. I think it's like it makes it difficult for you. And um, in my head, I'm just thinking I've got to you know get myself picked. I've got to be playing well. And in in no ch- no hardly any teams in my career I've thought you know I'm walking into this team no worries so for me to have that edge like trying to make the team trying to play my best to get selected for myself personally is I think helped me what about um, uh, this text in here too That's Brent you should get Tim in the goals that to face so a few good. flick shots why didn't we think of that <laughs> I don't want it I don't, what we've been doing is getting most guests on to play a bit of cricket <laughs> with me yeah, well, could we just got Ed to line me up that'd be unbelievable no, well, nah, I'll be right down I'll, next I'll, week. it'll come good for that Amy should have it you Bring a sting in next week and we'll go out there and you can build it. I just need the stuff. Oh, yeah. Someone right. will supply me the goalkeeping <laughs> yeah, gear that. and I'll have a crack at it. <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask you about the captaincy too because you captain, <laughs> co-captain for the Kookaburras for a long time. We saw you play here at home and they took it off you just to rotate uh, things. How, how is it not being the captain after being the captain for so long? Is that an interesting challenge for you? Yeah, it's not too different. I don't really feel like it's um, it's changed too much. I think having the other leaders and, and a bigger leadership group coming through is only going to be good for us. So, I mean, it's not to say it won't change in the future, but I've sort of really uh, enjoyed seeing the other guys um, stepping up and, and it's going to help the team. Um, Aaron Zalewski, was, uh, he's still a very experienced and good leader and he's, he's going to be there probably doing it and, you know, I love having him in the team and he's been awesome. Um, so, yeah, in my opinion, if we shared it around a little bit more, you know, going forward until we sort of solidify a little group would be would be awesome. Uh, assistant coach of the Tigers, you've done a little bit of coaching around the world as well. We don't want to push you out the door just yet, but when the time comes, is that something that you you can see yourself doing full time? Oh, that's really funny because I don't I don't really see myself as a as a coach sort of like in the future. I mean, probably kids hockey maybe and club hockey, you know, things like that. I don't really see it as a as myself going into not a career the, not of coaching. the next Rick Charlesworth <laughs> no it's really difficult <laughs> in hockey because you've only got a certain amount of positions in Australia that can be full-time coaches yeah um, and if you want to progress you have to leave the country and go coach internationally and then ultimately if you'd love to coach the Australian team you're coming back and you're moving to Perth or to wherever the center might be in the yep. future so I'm happy to um, move back home to Tassie and not <laughs> not travel too much anymore it's been a long long you know 20 years away before I let you go, uh, as I said, you're my favourite Australian captain. Ever. <laughs> Loved everything you did. Did you? <laughs> did you? Tim just tried to shoot me with a Nerf gun. Did you draw off anything this man did as a captain in your role? Did you look <laughs> at him and go, "Gee, that's inspirational"? I might try and bring a bit of that into the hockey team or anything like that. Ed? 
Oh, absolutely. You know, <laughs> nearly everything, I reckon. Exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. You understand, right? He answered understand. that very awkwardly. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, great to see you, mate. Uh, actually, just quickly, your cats next year, they sniffed the premiership window still open, do you think? Or? Oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's a bit. Oh, it was a bit tough watching the grand final on the weekend, wasn't it, for for everyone that wasn't going for Collingwood? But um, I don't really like. I, I think I told you I'm happy. I've still got the. We won last year and I was there, so yes. it was, you know I've still got. You can't the, have it all. I've still got the. I don't really mind anymore. Yeah. You know, I went to see a grand final at the MCG with hundred thousand people. I never thought I'd be able to do that. No, you could be a Bombers fan. <laughs> exactly. That, that was your first time at the MCG. So. I think my first or second. I think maybe went when I was a kid. Yeah. But what a day. Yeah. Well, mate, great to see you. Hopefully you get over the injury really quickly and we see you out there for yeah, Tassie ASAP. Uh, Friday night is the first game here at home against uh, HC Melbourne, so get along and support the Tigers. It'll be absolutely wonderful. Appreciate you coming into the studio this morning. Eddie Ockett, and great to see you, mate. Thank you, guys. And we're going to get to a break on the other side of it. Questions without notice here on SEN Tassie Breakfast for a Monday morning. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Good morning. On SEN Tassie Breakfast, questions without notice. It is indeed. Thanks to Amare Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. You're up first today, Timmy Boy. Righto, Brent. I've kind of touched on this earlier, but I want, I want you to be honest about this question. Peter Dacos <laughs> on the weekend. Too much? Was it too much? Did he insert himself a little bit too much? No. I liked it. Out there, his kids embracing Hayish, the moment. He's this got... is completely a reverse of what he said off air. No, I look, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Like, Did you say at it... one point it was a little bit? What? What word did you use? You used the word cringe. I didn't use that At word. times? Look, I don't Tim, they've just won a grand final. He's a legend of the club. He's got two sons in the premiership team. He's got a right to be out there. And the camera's focused on him. He didn't ask the cameras to focus on him, did he? So Don't know. Is what it is. So you're okay with it? Yep. Tim, uh, once again, there's a debate about whether every player on an AFL team's list should receive a medal if they win the premiership. What's your opinion on this? Because poor old Taylor Adams is in tears. John Noble, who's played... A chunk of games this year, missed out on a medal. Do you think it's the right thing to do by giving everyone a medal? I can see it both ways, but I like the 22. Why? Because they're the ones that played in the grand final, and that's where you win premierships. Yes, you need the whole year, but, I mean, then where do you stop? Do you stop? Does the rookie get it? Does category category B guy you've brought over from North America not played a VFL game get one? Yeah. Would it mean a lot to you as well if you haven't played would, a game? Would you want one? Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. You can't tell me that Taylor Adams is going to have his 2023 Premiership medal on display. Mm. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, a tricky one. It is a tricky one. I, I honestly think the players, you, you you almost answered it best there, the players themselves would not want one. Mm. I would. I don't think. You wouldn't mm. want one unless you played in it. Um, however, that may be just because of how it's always been. If it was a club thing and you always got it, then... Maybe you would put it on display. Uh, Breno, who impressed you the most out of the Jack Jumpers new recruits on Friday night? Um, I liked I liked Majuk Deng. He, he came on and he's obviously had a really good couple of months anyway with South Sudan, but he only played about 10 minutes and had about, I can't remember how many points now, probably 11, 12 points, something like that. Came on and did well. Love Anthony Drimmick. 
what he's going to bring to the team. Bit of sizzle, bit of physicality. So probably those two stood out to me on Friday night particularly, Tim. Uh, one for you. Um, oh, you this is, Hammer's put this in, but was Saturday's game the best AFL grand final you've seen? You, you pretty much answered that. One you don't yes. like to rank them, do you? No, just enjoy them all for what they were. Fair BC. Enough. Uh, but on the grand final, some people on social media didn't like Tasmania's own Robbie Fox wearing a Collingwood jumper to support his mate, Brody Mycheck. What did you think about that? And what would you think about that as a teammate of his at Sydney? Um, oh, look, it's probably not the greatest look when you're listed with another club, I suppose. But he's just there supporting a friend, isn't he? So, we, yeah, ideally, no. But are we going to make a big thing out of it? Yes, we probably are. Should we? No. I didn't like it at the start, but then I read somewhere last night that it may have been a bet. Okay. So we'd have to look into that, but that's yeah, okay. certainly what was reported last night at one stage. Okay. Uh, Tim, since arriving at Tottenham, Ange Postacoglu has had Robbie Williams sing a song about him, and over the weekend he received a shout-out from the Fonz, Henry Winkler. <laughs> What's the coolest thing a celebrity ever did for you? Oh, oh, oh. oh, to be honest, he's probably let me share a radio show with him. That's the coolest thing celebrities <laughs> ever done for me. I'm you sitting in here with greatness. I pinch myself every Friday and Monday morning. <laughs> that, would, that would certainly be it. Oh, very good. Well played. Well played. Oh, goodness me. Well, I don't even know where to go from that, Brent. After the success of Kiss, if you could book one band, you come at me with a little bit, and I couldn't give you one, but who would it be? A classic rock act? Or what no, you I, want you to, I want Any... you to back to, to book next year's pre-game spectacle. Taylor Swift has to be. Hottest person in the world right now as far as musical acts go. What's What I want to know is what's spent on it? Whoa. A lot. It would have been... I mean, and you lot. need to to get the biggest and the best. Yeah, Don't definitely. get me wrong, but on, it's almost like if you're going to answer that question, I want the budget. Well, that's true. Yeah. Well, I th- your question I thought was an unlimited budget because yeah. you're paying Taylor yeah, Swift yeah. a lot to come out, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. No. I'd, what would what would you pay Kiss for the other day? Oh, I hate to think. We're talking millions and millions. Are we talking? I think you're talking millions and millions, are you? How many millions and millions? <laughs> two. Would... Anywhere between two to five. Yeah, that's probably about right, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of cash, and then you look at the production. Well, that's the that's the most expensive bit, I reckon. Yeah. The, the pyrotechnics and everything. And is that a bit of a distraction away from the actual, like, do the very best need that? <laughs> that's what I said earlier, didn't I? Yeah. Mm. Um, is it my question to you? It is. Yeah. Okay. The AFL as an industry seems to be fixated on moving older players on than other leagues. Do the last two premiers, Collingwood and Geelong, show we shouldn't be so hasty to push out experience? I don't think they're fixated on it. I just think when you get to a certain point, it makes sense to do it. Whereas Collingwood at the moment, I'd be doing everything I can to make sure Pendlebury goes on and Jeremy Howe goes on and Mm. still side bottom goes on. Because like we touched on, they're, they're still setting the standards at the club. They're still getting better every day. But once you drop out of contention... I don't always agree with it, but I understand it when you want to build yourself back up the ladder. Sometimes you've got to get rid of those guys to clear space to get, you know, someone in their prime in, um, create room on your list to get to go to the draft and get some guns in. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're fixated on it, but there comes a time in any sport and sporting team where you have to move older players on. <sighs> Breno. 
<laughs> if Eddie Ockenen helps lead the Kookaburras to a gold medal in Paris next year, where would he rank amongst Tasmania's greatest ever athletes? Well, he doesn't need to do that, Tim. He's already up there, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, he's certainly up there. He's But does he's, a gold uh, medal put him... He has not had... <laughs> The credit and recognition that he deserves. Well, that's on sports journalists like yourself, to be honest. Oh, I've tried to do you my sh- bit. You've got to shine the light a bit more, mate. Tried to you do my got, bit. Um, you're out trying to MC and toss coins too much yourself at the moment instead of getting it on like someone like Eddie Ockett and trying to inspire the next generation of Tasmanians. Games record holder, captain, flag bearer, um, Commonwealth Games, gold medalist. Oh, he's done it all. He's done it all, except that's eluded him, obviously. Yep. Doesn't need it to enhance his reputation. He's he's on the rush more of Tassie athletes. It top what? Top five. Okay. It's hard to argue with. Mm. I'm just trying to think of them in Ariane, Rick. We'll, you. we'll revisit it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm right up there. Yeah. Richie Port. Yeah. Well, uh, Jack and I did this, Jack yeah. Levitt and I, years what, ago. What we might have to, I was go and revisit it. And uh, we'll, David Foster. Ariane wouldn't have been on at that point. Yeah, you? we did because she just... Right, one. We said that put her in it, and if she does it again, like she just did, it probably puts her at the top. But mm-hmm. um, I don't. And if you look at like world championships, David Foster's record yeah, well, that's is right. absolutely <laughs> off the show. Exactly. Um, no, we'll revisit that in the yeah, next I couple think of weeks. We should we'll redo it. We should do our do it each, and we'll come together and try and pin it down to a final. Like it. Uh, all right. Don't forget to Tassie Thoroughbred Racing is back under lights in Launceston this summer. Make sure you get along and support it. Will be wonderful. And, of course, Amir Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider, Amir Safety, over 30 years of better brands and better service with the widest choice of PPE. They're our great partners here at uh, Questions Without Notice on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Tim, you go pay for your parking as we go to new sport and weather. Brody Holland, the Collingwood uh, superstar, former superstar, not too far away. 33 minutes past 8 o'clock, uh, the former Collingwood champ Brody Holland not too far away to unpack the grand final with us. Um, uh, now, text in here before about you uh, facing a few flick shots from Ed. We're going to try and tee that up we are. during the week. Ed's keen, you're keen, so we'll try and do that, which will be really exciting. Yeah, it'll be exciting for you, Brent, that's for sure. Another text. You're going to get in there as well and try and stop oh, a few? No, that's, I'll, throw, I'll try and hit a few at you. And your you big head. Uh, <laughs> another text in here. Painting this morning, not happy with people saying kiss are okay, yet can't explain why. Not happy with people saying best granny ever, yet won't name what game is. Well, I did explain why. I said it didn't do it for me. They were 75-year-old men. I said they were okay, but could have done better. Uh, and in terms of the grand final, I said we have recency bias. Every There's been some amazing grand finals mm-hmm. along the way, and depending on who you support, it would be different for everyone. So... For me, it was a fantastic game of footy. To call it the best grand final I've ever seen, not sure about that. Amy is supporting Tasmanian doers just like Tim. Visit Iconwin.com for Friday. Thanks to Amy Eukin from Friday. I reckon that's is Hamish, not for Friday. Hold on. <laughs> Get the Nerf gun out, Tim. <laughs> for from Friday, thanks to Amy, you can nominate a local club and highlight the Tassie local legends who make it so special. The winner will get tickets to the Tassies Hall of Fame night. And we, I want to know what that is, Hammer. And a seat for them and their local doer at the table. Please give us your name and email address. Amy supports Tasmanian doers. And you can be part of that from Friday by letting us know who you think should be a Tasmanian doer, Tim. Well, I'm, I'm like with you, Brent. I'm interested in what the Tassies Hall of Fame night is. Yes, is Hamish just started his own dinner. <laughs> when, when's this happening? 
And why is it Tim not invited if it's a Hall of Fame night? <laughs> oh, I'm saying it. I know that, which will be good. Are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> I can, though. I'm available if you want to. Uh, Mate, we just need a little bit more info there on what that yeah, actually we do. is. Can you chase it up, please, Hammer? But a fantastic segment it will be. Let us know if you've got uh, someone you'd like to nominate for being a Tasmanian doer here on SEN at Tassie Breakfast. We're off to a break. On the other side of it, Brody Holland joins us to unpack Collingwood's big win in the AFL Grand Final. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Yes, we are back 8.41 on this Monday morning and we are reliving what was an unbelievable AFL grand final on the weekend. And one man that was a part of the game back in uh, when they met last time, Collingwood and Brisbane, was our Tasmanian star, Brodie Holland, who's been good enough to join us on the show this morning. G'day, Brodie. Uh, good morning, lads. How are we? We're well, mate. How are you? More importantly, you, you watch your beloved Pies win flag number 16 on Saturday. Uh, how, how are you as you wake up this Monday morning? Uh, well, the voice is a little bit husky, as you can probably tell, <laughs> but um, we've had a uh, yeah, pretty, pretty enjoyable weekend. Uh, I must admit, I didn't go to the game, but um, I couldn't quite get enough tickets for the whole family. Um, so I thought I'd uh, I'd share the moment, uh, which is a special moment with the with the young kids. Lovely, very nice of you, Brody. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard last week, but Brent got tickets. Doesn't <laughs> even go for Collingwood or Brisbane. Uh, his wife and his son do, did, and he took the tickets and Tim, took off by himself and left them at home. We've so been through this, Tim. Great. You can actually learn a bit from you. But, mate, it must have been sweet for you watching, given it was um, the 2003 was against Brisbane and World. Did you feel a little bit of revenge there for the old boys? Yeah, yes. It's, it was a 20th anniversary revenge game, as, uh, as I titled it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, look, we waited a long time to get uh, one back on, on the line, that's for sure. But um, a lot of the players playing probably... Wouldn't have remembered that. Or probably, yeah, I think Nick Dacos might, might have even been born that year. But um, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, look, we're waiting a long time. And we look, you know, look, times have changed, certainly. And, um, you know, there's, there's different things to play for. And, um, you know, obviously the Premiership, uh, getting the 16th Premiership and, and uh, being top of that list is, uh, is also very exciting. But, but, look, you know, the club are really building something special at the moment. And, I can see this group going on to, to you know, win uh, another two or three of these if, if they can get it right from here, which would be amazing for the footy club. Mm. You, you mentioned revenge there, Brody. Is it, does it feel a bit weird that some of your, your fiercest rivals, I suppose, from those those playing days, Craig McRae and Justin Lepich, are the, some of the masterminds behind Collingwood's success now? Yeah, it's interesting the way it all sort of uh, comes around, isn't it? Um, yeah, look, um, obviously Fly's done a, a magnificent job. Um, glad that we got into our club and he's not somewhere else. <laughs> um, you know, and he's, look, he, he's just a great person with great values and he's a super coach. Um, one thing I love about Fly, you send him a text message and he'll he'll send one back within a few minutes and say thanks very much for the support. And, you know, he's always, you know, gives everyone the time of day and, He's been brilliant with the past players as well and getting them back to the club and getting them involved. And uh, that's what we love. That's, that's what it's about. He's really trying to build that family-orientated club and, um, and turn it into a club like footy clubs used to be as well, not just a robotic you know, professional club, uh, which, which uh, you know, AFL footy can be like a little bit these days. 
Yeah, you've sort of answered it there, but you presented Tom Mitchell with his match his, in his first game for the Pies. Uh, Craig McRae's mm. done an amazing job, like you said, building this back into a footy club that's really, I suppose, accessible. Is it is it the best you've seen it in your time um, from a past player's perspective, being sort of oh, look, I've, allowed I've back and around the community? Yeah, I think it probably is. I, I think when Nick Maxwell first got back to the club, he was... He was getting us all involved, which was great, and he, he, he did some some great things. I think when Sidebottom played his his 200th or 250th, um, it was I think from memory he, he got all the players back, and we sort of got, had a bit of a get together with uh, Sidebottom, his family, and the footy club, which was great. So uh, we got involved in that. But obviously COVID hit, and Nick's not at the club anymore. So Fly sort of uh, on the back of that wanted to really get the, the past players involved again, and. And that's and that's what he's done, you know. It's um, you know he got me back uh, and my family as well, the three kids, for to present that medal. Um, uh, sorry, to present the jumper to Tom Mitchell, and and uh, that that was great. I thought I was just there to present the jumper, and we actually sat in the pre-game tactical um, um, meeting leading into the Geelong game in round one, and we sat through that whole meeting, and the kids were just couldn't believe we were involved in in that. Um, which was pretty amazing, and he had literally volunteers and trainers, and you know, every coach known to mankind was in that. There would have been a hundred people in that team meeting. It just really, you know, galvanised uh, that footy club to get them off to a really good start um, at the start of this season. Brody Holland is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning. Brody, you coached Brody Mycheck at Maribyrnong Park when he first moved over from Tassie. Did you ever imagine? He'd become the player that he is today, and he's just got a wonderful story, hasn't he? Oh, look, he's always a yeah. Look, he's, he's a great story. It's uh, there's not too many better than than his story, really. I mean, he didn't get drafted. I think he was an All Australian centre half back in the under eighteen national carnival, most contested possessions for the carnival. Didn't get drafted, um, so I sort of got him over to see if he could have a crack at Essendon VFL, and he did all the pre-season with Essendon VFL, and then did it. Didn't get uh, even selected for the VFL there, which he sort of got put on a, a bit of a rookie list, train-on list, if you like, at Essendon VFL then. Um, because he didn't get listed, we got him at Maribyrnong Park where I was coaching and he ended up playing a full, good full season there with a 19-year-old. And, and then to off to Werribee VFL after that, he sort of did it the hard way. Um, so, yeah, it's a really good story and just one for, uh, you know, persistence and resilience and, and uh, certainly that's... Uh, Probably the number one attribute you've got to have is, uh, is being able to persist and, uh, and live the lifestyle and uh, mentally be able to, you know, keep, keep going. And I, I think um, through, uh, through, through that resilience, he's found a way to get himself on a list and, and uh, now he's a premiership player. Uh, Jeremy Howe, another Tassie boy. How impressed with you have you been with him um, coming back from a serious injury firstly and then just how important he's been to Collingwood the way he sets him up behind the ball? Yeah, really important. Obviously, uh, he's a super player. He was sorely missed, obviously, when he did that um, that injury to the leg. And uh, to have him back, not just as an inset marker, which is really important in this game, but obviously he's a very good defender, great ball user. Uh, but you know, more importantly, he's a, he's, a, he's a great leader. So the Tassie boys are uh, heavily involved and really influencing um, the game on the weekend, which is, which is always great to see. As you know, we always... Um, watch out for our Tassie boys and make sure that uh, we're uh, supporting them all the way through. Now, Brody, over a month ago, you stepped down as the Northern Bullants coach in the VFL. What have you been up to since and what are your plans going forward, mate? Yeah, I'm actually taking a, a slight step back in terms of workload um, 
it was a pretty busy year, as you can imagine, trying to get a, a team so far back, um, up and up and going. Um, didn't quite work out exactly how I wanted in the end. Um, they were looking for a, a part-time senior coach, and um, I, my uh, thoughts were or wasn't going to happen part-time. Was just, just so much work to do around the place. Um, so, uh, look, I'm just taking a little step back, and ironically, I'm going back to Melbourne on Park in, in the uh, Essendon League to coach them again, where it all started for me in coaching. So uh, that'll be a bit of fun, all, all very local to, to where, where I live in Melbourne. Um, so uh, that should be a bit of fun, mate, getting back in, into the real world and doing a bit of work here and there. And uh, wife and I are just uh, doing a bit of social media um, advertising and so forth as our little joint business. So yeah, things things are good. Life's good, and uh, hopefully I'll get to see my family a bit more, <laughs> a bit more this year. Because I certainly didn't do too much of that last year. Uh, and speaking of having a bit of fun, I believe relive the rivalries back on this weekend. You're coming down. What sort of shape are you in? What can we expect from Brody Holland? Uh, well, the shape's not quite as good as what I what I was. I think last time I came down, uh, I actually tore my Achilles um, or ruptured my Achilles back in December. <laughs> Um, so, but I am back on track and running now. Um, um, usually, what, running one day, having a week off is <laughs> to recover is usually uh, uh, the, the protocol these days. But look, yeah, I'll be down. Uh, should be a great game, obviously great cause, and um, yeah, hopefully we can drive a lot of people through the gates. Um, you know, so there's um, some some big names coming down, Fev and so forth. So, look, should be should be fantastic fun, and looking forward to catching up with a few old boys as well, which is always great. What's it like coming down and playing with some of the guys you mightn't have got to play with, I suppose? Uh, must be pretty special being able to line up against some of those guys. Yeah, it is, actually. It's, it's, it's good, I suppose, when you, when you retire. The one thing you love about footy, or one thing I loved, is actually the, the preparation. You, you know, that week, getting your body right, a bit of training, uh, getting the mindset right, and then... And then building it up into uh, into game, you don't you don't do that anymore. It's sort of that whole week uh, leading into an important game or a, or a big game is something you miss. Um, so to be able to get involved in something's really important um, cause um, and uh, get involved and obviously play against some stars that uh, you, you wouldn't necessarily have played with is, is fantastic and um, yeah, just uh, having a bit of a run around, doing what you do best, and and then. Kicking back and having a beer with some of your mates is, um, you know, it's, uh, it's it's one one day of the year I always look forward to. I've only think I've played in three, but um, you know, it's um, you know I would have liked to have got down to a, a few more. That's for sure. And and hopefully uh, the game, this game keeps going to a, to a whole new level. Jamie Wiggins has done a fantastic job in getting really the rivalry up and going, and um, it's usually quite entertaining. You know, the crowds probably haven't been quite as, as big as what we would have hoped in some years, but it, it's definitely the last few years have been building. Mm. We've just got a text in from our, one of our listeners here, Brody, saying, what does Brody think of the TSL, and in particular, Glenorchy's plight at the moment? So Glenorchy obviously been struggling a little bit. The TSL is wrapping up next year. Have you been across all that? Oh, God, just probably hearing as much as what you guys are at the moment, but yeah, look, it's, um, it's probably something that maybe had to happen. Look, it's always been tough when you know, you've got you know, AFL so strong the telecast. You know, you can you can telecast from just just about every single channel, and there's always a game on at certain stages of the weekend. So it's really hard to to generate that excitement in in the TSL. I think when you break it down, the one thing that probably hurt them a little bit is is was when AFL started becoming big, 
the attention went to that. Um, and then when you, you have to travel to Devonport or Burnie and these other clubs initially, um, you sort of have a, a week a weekend off watching your local team, and then you sort of get in the habit of not watching them. So um, to be you know, to, to break them off into their regions is probably what you need to do. So you've got local footy um, or in, in that region every single weekend. So you get in the habit of going every weekend and enjoying it every weekend. And um, I think that's probably the best way to go at this stage. So it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. But, um, yeah, I think that's the right move. Brody, great to talk to you, mate. And well done to you, Magpies, on the weekend. Great to hear your insights. And all the best this weekend for Relive the Rivalry. Thanks for joining us on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Good on you, lads. Thanks for having me. Go, Pies. (laughs) Brody Holland joining us. We're off to a break and coming up to wind up the show next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Not so far to go in the show this morning, but before we go, it's time for our Toast of the Week. Thanks to 911, your local bottle shop, and, of course, choose to drink wise. And, Timmy, this morning we're toasting the great Chris Fagan for coming on our show last week and what was an incredible effort to get Brisbane to the grand final. He was only the second coach in VFL-AFL history to achieve that feat without having played at the highest level. So well done to you, Fags. And toasting special occasions or unwinding, visit your local today at 9.11. Your bottle shop and choose to drink wise. Well, uh, I had a text in too from the Tassie Tigers coach, Steve McMullen. Yep. Said you're welcome to come down to training. It looks We're gonna... like it's happening tomorrow between 7 and 8. Goodness BC. me. If you and uh, Hamish can get out of bed. Early enough. I know you like sleeping, but um, I'll be down there in between the sticks. No, looking forward to it. I, I can't wait to fire a few off it myself. It'll be good. Okay. Be Amish really maybe as well. What's on for your week? You're off uh, gallivanting around the off, country again? Uh, Tuesday afternoon, off up to Brisbane, uh, Brisbane, Brisbane with the Australian women's team playing against the West Indies, which I'm looking forward to. What about yourself? Not much. Straight to the airport this morning. The Tasmanian Tigers flying out for the Sheffield Shield game, which starts tomorrow against yep. South Australia. Karen Rolton Noble. So we'll go and get the, the latest from the Tigs. Yeah, good luck to them. Jordan Silk, uh, Jeffrey Vaughan been on the show. So we wish the Tigers all the best starting tomorrow. SEN Tassie bump, hopefully. Oh. Been a big show. Thanks for your text. Thanks for listening this morning. Hope you have a great week. Back Friday morning with our two guests, Rodney Ede and Robert Shaw. That's coming away from 7 o'clock on Friday morning. Have a great week. Until then, we'll catch you Friday.